every time they were talking about promoting me is when we had to move. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, and I'm so glad to have you here today. We have a fun story today from a fellow mom and military spouse I think you're going to be able to relate to, and you're also going to learn a lot from her about what it's like to do the work, what she's learned with those first couple of what we call loose clients who need a little bit more hand-holding than others, and how this virtual assistant has figured out her niche and what she actually wants to do. She gives really solid advice on finding the clarity in niching down in your services. So today, this episode features one of my own students and friends, Claudia Bretz. She is a friend of mine from when we were stationed together in South Florida, and I met her in a transition time when she was getting ready to move again and was going to get the promotion that she was working so hard toward when it was time to move again. And she explained a lot about her story here. But while she was living on a boat in the Florida Keys, she put the pedal to the metal with her learning and decided to give the virtual work a try. And she has never gone back. This is really an inspiring story. And you are going to learn so much from Claudia today. But before we jump into the episode, I would love to encourage you to get on the wait list for the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. This is a new version of my Digital Media VA Crash Course, renamed, and it is focusing on the key ongoing digital marketing task that online business owners need help with. We're going to be opening the doors soon, so get on the wait list so you'll be the first to be notified. And if you're already like, hey, Emily, I'm good. I know how to do digital marketing. I'm already doing this for clients. I would love to have you inside my digital marketing work group. I'm sharing all of my job ops over there. I've actually shared over 900 job leads with my very small, tight-knit group of freelancers. It's a range of digital marketing assistants, virtual assistants, specialists, and digital marketers. So I'd love to have you there. You can apply in the show notes. All right, let's get into Claudia's story so you can learn about working from home as a digital marketing assistant. Today, I have Claudia Bretz here to talk about her journey as a freelancer. I'm so excited to have you here today because we are actually friends in real life. And like you have such a cool story because I knew you when you were doing your past job and now you're doing this new thing. So just introduce yourself. Tell everyone where you live and a little bit about your family and what your background is. Okay. So hello, everybody. Claudia born and raised in Nicaragua. I'm very proud of my country, so I always bring it up. But um, when I was in Nicaragua, I went to school for industrial engineering. So that's how I started my career. And then I met my husband, who's in the army. We married, and that's when my very first big move came. Had to leave the country, came to the States, and started from zero. You know, I had to learn the language, learn how things were here. So I started working on odd stuff. You know, I was a babysitter, which I was not very good. I even did ironing for, for people. Like, they'll call me and I'll be there ironing. 
Oh, nice. Yes. And then I just got you know, bored with that. I'm like, man, I'm an engineer. I can do better. But since I was not sure how my degree was going to work here, I decided to go back to school and went for my master's. I have a master's in business administration. And I said, okay, this is going to be good. But um, Emily knows, and many other people know, the military just, you know, get the stuff out of trail, put their fingers in it, and we had to move. So we moved a lot until the last time we moved, we were in Miami, and that's what I was a property manager. I was in Miami for four years. I loved my job. And here comes their last move. My husband retired, and we settled here in Cape Coral, Florida, about two hours south from Tampa. Even when it was the final move, I found myself in the very same spot. Here I go. I got to quit my job. I got to move again. I'm going to start from zero. Because funny is that every time I went, they didn't have the same kind of line of jobs. So I was in a college first and then there. I worked for the Department of Labor. And then I was a property manager for many years. And then I was like, man, I don't have a an industry, I can say, I've been in this same industry for this many years. Yeah. So I was a little sad with the move and decided, well, man, here I go again. What do I do? And that's when I met you. <laughs> I was within my last years of property management when I met you, Emily. And the original plan was to, okay, this is the summer. I got to move. I'm going to do this online stuff just to see what happens until I get my next job. That was my plan, just yeah. to fill up my time until I got a real job, <laughs> which at the end, I just never look for. I, I stay here. I've been doing this for over a little bit over two years now, correct? Yeah, I feel like it's been about two years. Yes, I think so. But um, I just started like that. I was like, okay, let me just do something. I was leaving my boat. I was like, okay, let me just do something with my time and when it's time to look for a job, I will. And then this virtual world opened up right in front of my eyes. And I'm like, there is so much to do here. Why am I going to go back to an office place? So I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I realized how long you had done property management. Like, were you in one job or multiple jobs within that? It was, I was the same company, but did different buildings. Because okay. I started part-time and then I got promoted to full-time and got promoted from a clerk to assistant manager. And I, when I had to quit, we were looking, talking about getting my own building. That's really what I wanted to do, to be honest. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this online stuff, but my dream was to apply again for property management and just have my own building because I was always the assistant until I moved. Yeah. So it, it was painful. I, I enjoyed my job. I really did. Yeah. I remember when you had to, when you were getting news and your husband was getting ready to retire and you were making some big moves. And I remember you being really sad about it. Oh, because well, yes. well, because look, we were already in Miami and I was like, okay, now that we can go anywhere, why don't we just stay here? I mean, you're going to retire. I'm already in the track to become, you know, getting my own building. Why don't we? But the truth is Miami is just not a competitive market. The pay was super low because there's so much people there trying to get jobs. They can pay very little. So I was like, okay, well, not Miami, but I'm going to be doing property management in whatever I'm going. And I started looking for jobs and I started applying while I was doing your course. And I just never followed up with any of the property management applications. I just 
You never did? Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh my God. Do you mind sharing like what was your hourly rate as a property manager? As a, I was as an assistant property manager, so I was below the property manager and I was doing $14 an hour. And for me, that was like nothing. Yeah. But again, I was new in the industry. I had my MBA and my boss just finished high school. But because of my moves and my not so linear experience, they were like, well, you had never done this before. You got to start from the yeah. bottom. And I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay my dues. I have done any removes. I don't mind. But that's where I was. I was charging only $14 an hour. As military spouses, we move and we move. And I always start over with salary, vacation days, like trying to build my reputation. Nobody knows me. And it is so tiresome. But I know once I get my foot in the door, like I work up. Yeah. Really I work my way it, up so quick. It seems like my husband had the perfect timing. Every time they were talking about promoting me is when we had to move. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You couldn't give me a please one year more, you know, just to get the title to come along with it. I'm like, every single time that it was time to get promoted. That's why it was so hard the last time because I was like, man, now we can stay. Now we don't have to move. But the truth is like, you know, Miami is just too expensive. It's not where I wanted to raise my kids. I'm like, yeah. let's just do it. And we ended up with this epic summer living in the boat and, you know, yeah. driving around town. So, I mean, the, the country was fun. But when we moved to Cape Coral, where we are, I was still kind of like, okay, I need to look for a job. But I already had my clients, so I just kept doing my client work. And I don't know. <laughs> Will I'm you just, tell everyone your timeline of like when you started? It's a little bit of a blur with me because you and I were friends and we were meeting in a book club. And I was like very quiet about what I was doing on the side. I can't remember when you joined, but it, it wasn't the first class. You came a little no, bit. No, I was in the second. So okay. Okay. When, yeah, we met in a book club, Emily and I, and I just want to clarify that she did the book club not to recruit students. <laughs> I needed friends. <laughs> we friends. And then because the book club ended up moving to drinking wine and talking about our lives, you ended up sharing what you were doing. But no, I was not in your first group. I was in your second. Okay. In your second one. And then it was, I joined the course in June. I was going to say that was my summer one where I yeah, had it was, it was in June and it was, I had quit my, my last day on my job was May 20th or something. So okay. it was right after I quit that I was kind of like, here I am in a boat. What am I going to do all day? That I was like, I'm just going to take the lunch and take the course. I thought that at least it was going to keep me entertained. I don't know if that's the right word, but, you know, entertain. Like, okay, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to figure out what this, that's what it was. And then I was, there I was on my boat, like, you know, discovering this thing that you share about, but I couldn't quite grasp until I saw it. And, you know, and then I started seeing the positions on, on Facebook and started saying, man, this is, a, it's a whole wide, wide different plane there. It's, yeah. so it was, it was in June. So. I started my course in June. I followed it to the letter. So I think that was like eight or nine weeks or something like that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. finished. And so it would be mid-August. And at the beginning, I didn't, I didn't have any clients. I didn't have an experience. I understood all the concepts, but I was not quite sure how to express that I knew how to do it. So I ended up with a volunteer position. Oh, yes, it was. It was the Etsy shop owner, right? Yes. She had a product. She was trying to do an Etsy. So I, was, I helped her set up her Etsy shop. And 
we did a little bit of like a little bit of everything with her because she was all over the place and probably I was all over the place too because I was brand new. But that volunteer position opened my eyes in a different way. I was going, okay, okay, now I get it. And it helped me a lot to realize what questions the clients had. Okay, I see what you mean now. Or because it's not the same for you to tell me like, I don't know, affiliate marketings and the descriptions and stuff to actually put it into use. Yeah. So she was a sweetheart and we learned a lot from each other. And it was frustrating probably in a few instances for both because we were both learning. But that was my first, my first client. It was a free one. And I was willing to learn. I was willing yeah. to learn. Yeah. You jumped in. She had a startup business, so she was kind of struggling. But it gave you that confidence to realize like, okay, I get what we're trying to do. I can jump in there and take action. And I remember you set up her Etsy shop, you yes. did the banners. And after that, you started getting paying clients, right? Yes. After that, uh, I think I got my first paying client, maybe September of or October, maybe somewhere around there. So um, maybe two or three months after I finished your, your course, that was my very first client, which is actually the, I still have her. She's no yes, I do Pinterest for her and we have been working on some other stuff, but I still have her. Can I ask, what was your hourly or starting hourly rate with her when, you know, as your very first? Person? I started at 15 an hour. No, you didn't. I didn't know that. Yes, <laughs> you I probably started. weren't feeling confident. I bet that's why. I was not. Because, yeah. you know, like the first question that they always do is like, well, have you done this? You know, have you updated a website? Well, no, I haven't. And it doesn't matter how many, how many times I say, but I can learn. I, I, I know the concept. They were like, mm, you haven't done it. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was just like a regular job. They want to know if you have done it before, what's your experience. And they didn't care that I'm like, I was eager to learn. They're like, ah, oh, you haven't done it. Yeah. But I, I realized now that is because of the type of clients. Since they were also new in their business, they needed someone who knew because they didn't know what they were doing. So if you start with another client who, you know, it's already rolling, knows what they want. So you get more clear directives and it's easier. But somehow I ended up finding so many clients that <laughs> yeah. they had a loose path. And it was just, you know, I guess we're here and trying to offer these. And, you know, so now I know better how to, yeah. how to screen them in a way. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do newbies anymore. And I, you know, I don't want to sound snobby about that, but. I, I want a business owner that knows what they want. They might not know how, but they have a goal and they know where they want to get. Yes. But when someone comes, a client goes like, I don't know, I just need help, but I don't know what kind of need. I'm like, that's for me a red flag. I'm like, yeah. However, that's the kind of help client that helped me, you know, as a volunteer. I was like, okay, let's try this and let's try <laughs> so yeah. many other things. But yes. You did have a little bit of a rough start. And I do like this story because it's just the realness of your mm -hmm. first couple clients learning on the fly. I mean, you came from a separate, different background, like not with a marketing de degree, yeah. but you had, you know, the wealth of experience. So sometimes that first client needs to be a volunteer just so you can feel confident. But I was just talking about this yesterday in the student group. I don't know if you've had it, but we were talking about the difference between clients who have a plan and have a strategy and those who don't. And in, in the course, I give what Claudia references, like the loose client path. So sometimes we get these new baby business owners, which are great if you're trying to gain some experience. But as soon as you know what you're doing, it's not as 
fun and you know and, and it's hard because they're in the startup stage so that's what claudia is talking about and you were living on the boat in the keys right yes <laughs> i remember having to go to the uh, library right to get wi-fi I was because the, the the boat was in the keys and my kids were going to school in homestead so it was about 25 minutes drive so okay. i didn't want to go drop them and then come back to the boat and then go pick them up so i will drop them in school and go to the library work at the library until they were done with school and then and then go so i have a vivid image of me doing my etsy shop or her etsy shop at the library trying yeah. to, you know to be honest trying to google okay how do i set up an etsy shop i mean what do i do what do i have to fill up she was a challenging client because i needed a lot of information from her that i never got you know etsy was asking me about weight dimensions and you know very specific stuff that uh, she didn't have available so i mean man it was she was a tough first client yeah. in that sense but it helped me so much it helped me really to know what people was asking for what did they need help with by my second interview i was like okay before we start i need this and this and this from you which i had no idea beginning now as yeah. i you know, get more experience. I have my own questionnaire. Okay. You have to ask these things. Do you have these? I need access to a lot of times, for instance, they do, they want for you to handle their Pinterest, but they don't want to give you access to Google and the I'm like, no, look, you have to give me access to this stuff. Even when I don't want to be doing that because it helps me to help you better. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the beginning. I mean, although yeah. you, you did teach me Google analytics and Pinterest, I didn't know how to put them together. You know, like I had all the ingredients of the cake, but I couldn't quite bake it until I started working with people. I've had to learn the hard way too with clients. I will not start your stuff. And I do a lot of project work now, but I will not even start it. I won't even look at it until like you fill this out and you give me the passwords. Yes. And your stuff, because we can't do our work if we have these type of clients who can't give us their deliverables. And so... I think that's a very real and raw story, but it also will teach everybody here who's new to like kind of, I don't want to say like show up with confidence, but like you do have to kind of come in and like take the reins and, and you do what you learn. Yeah. And you know what? It's different from when you go to a regular job. When you know, when you go to an office, you're most likely to say you're not the owner of the place. So you go there and there's another team that has been there before and they say, okay, this is what you're going to do. They already have the procedures established and then all you got to do is do the training. When you are the entrepreneur or the VA, you come with nothing. I mean, you are the one who has to set up all that. And I didn't quite get it at the beginning. So I had a hard time trying to, okay, now I know I have to have a questionnaire. Now I have to know that I prefer to do, you know, packages instead of hourly. But that comes from trying, really, really does. There's no really way to someone can say, oh, do this. It might work for some people. It might not work for me. So you know, it, it's been a rough, it was rough to start. It, it was, it really was. And um, it's hard because sometimes we see students who luck out and they get like really good clients. And you you, ha you actually had a couple bad ones in a row. I and did. Was, it was just that I happened. did. I, I, I did. And you know, like the way I see it, it was like, it probably was a bad mix, not only client, but maybe I'm a, such a people pleaser that I'm like, you know, maybe I lack the confidence to say, no, this is what we're doing. Or, you know, like, this yeah. is where I'm suggesting this. I was always trying to please them. Oh, let's do this. Okay, okay, let's do that. And I would put that energy, um, learning what this person wanted. And then the following week, it will be something else. And then I needed to switch again. 
And that back and forth. Uh, so I, yes, I had, I had so many stories and so many clients that it just didn't work. It was, it's yeah. insane. But I do have, you know, stories of clients that have been amazing. Like this one that I have had for two years almost. Yes. Tell me about your Pinterest work. What does that look like now? Can you share like your, your package for that? Like what are the hours like? And so I have uh, two Pinterest clients and I do hourly with them because they are kind of grandfathering to the hourly. But now okay. that I'm finally, I'm kind of, I'm writing down my packages. It's going to okay. be a package. So I have been reading a lot about all the people who does Pinterest and okay, what are you going to offer the audit? Uh, in the design of the pin and Google Analytics or just posting, you know, I'm planning about maybe two, three back different packages, depending okay. on what they need. Some of them just want kind of like an audit and a cleanup and okay, we can do that as a project or you want daily management. But uh, with the ones I have, they give me the the pictures and one of them likes to promote her website. The other one likes promoting her YouTube and it's been, it's, it's working good. Uh, and so I get the pictures and I schedule uh, probably about a week. I work on them two, three hours like early, like Monday or Tuesday during the week. I plan the whole week. And then usually I include some content ideas, you know, like Christmas is coming. And what about you try to promote this or out of your products? One of them sells clothing. So she has many, many different products. I'm like, okay, what about we focus on, you know, this kind of products because Christmas is coming, Mother Days is coming. So that's how I plan my calendar to promote what needs to be promoted. And I give her an idea of Good. what she should be doing in Facebook or Instagram and, and stuff like that. So I love that. I love that you have stepped up with like strategy and content ideas. Yes, I enjoy that. One of them actually, and I'm already like going ahead, but one of them, uh, my oldest client, she, the traffic is there, but we want to improve her conversions. So now I'm being curious about, okay, now we got to do deeper SEO, you know, so having toying with the idea to, I haven't had the confidence to do it yet, but I'm toying with the idea of telling her like, look, thanks for the SEO course. There's one I've been, you know, looking into and I will remind you SEO because I think that's some holes in there. Yeah. But, but again, so when I first started with her, it was just like, okay, this is how you size the things and this is how you post it. And it has evolved into strategy and, you know, just today she sent me a blog. Like, what do you think about this blog? And I'm like, okay, I have my my feedback on that. But it, it just you learn every single day. Yeah, I love that the same happened with me. For those of you who don't know, I started with a lot of Pinterest clients, and it opened the doors into the blog world and mm -hmm. content creation and affiliate. Yes. And then it opened it up to email, and I was just getting more and more involved with my clients, and it just started from Pinterest. So something they needed to hand off. They didn't have time to do it. They, you know, they start connecting and then you go another step further and another person, you know, and then I had one of my clients, I'm not doing Pinterest for her right now because she's not really, she put it on the back burner. And when I was doing it for her, I was like, okay, it's not just the Pinterest, we got to improve these, these blogs. You know, she had all blogs and she didn't put any links like, oh, this is the pen I use, but she didn't put her affiliate links. I'm like, no, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so... <laughs> You need to so, make money. <laughs> yeah. So I started, I started doing that with her. So it, it just evolves with the needs of the client. And then when you accomplish something, I'm like, okay, why don't we try this now? And yeah. that's what I've been like trying to propose this lady. Okay. Now we got to go into SEO because the traffic from Pinterest, it's there. Yeah. Now, Pinterest is the traffic driver. It is going to your website, but we got to improve those conversions. So 
Yeah. I had a Pinterest client like that. I was bringing her the traffic, but it wasn't aligned with her offer. Like her blogs didn't go into her offer. It's a client I no longer work with. She was a little bit difficult and couldn't really see this. And she didn't understand, like, I can only do so much. Like I can bring you the traffic. We can try to optimize it, get their email, but there's so much deep marketing work. And that's something that we need to educate the customer in, you know, and some of them are willing to learn and they like see it. Some are not, yes. you know, because if you hire me for Pinterest and the traffic's there, but you're not selling anything, you tend to think, oh, well, what are you doing? Nothing's, I'm not selling. Like, yes. But my point is not to sell, it's to direct traffic to your website and then the selling is another start with it. Yeah, it's different. So it's hard for them to see it. And I get it because maybe that's not their work. So they don't they don't know this stuff. But so yeah. it's a job to be able to educate them and tell them this is what I do. And if it doesn't work, then they got to hit the road because you're not going to be sending me emails and phone calls and saying this is not working. Well, no, it's not. But it's not my fault. You brought up up a good topic. I'm glad you did. I was following this lady and she was kind of ranting about hiring in this space. So I'm like watching her. I'm like, oh, what is she saying? And she was kind of going on a rift about hiring for results, which is ideal. It is ideal. As a contractor, we get paid for results, but you cannot overpromise them. You know what I mean? But also there's only so much you can do sometimes when you have that like loose client who doesn't have their act together. And it's just having that awareness of like what type of client you're working with and what you can actually get done with your scope of work and detaching from the rest of the outcomes. And it's difficult. It was difficult for me to, you know, to understand that to be able to say, okay, this is as far as I can go. It's not my fault. It was at the beginning, not at the beginning, still painful to lose clients because I let them go because they let me go. It is painful because you're like, man, this is what I meant, but it's not, it's not my fault if it doesn't work, you know? And then if I know that I did what I was supposed to do, it was just not a good match. Just like dating. I mean, yeah. It's a hard lesson as a freelancer, you know, it's hard not to take it personally. Oh yeah. I cried over many clients. I called a couple of times. "Ah." Yeah, I think it's so personal because I care about the business. Yeah, you do. Genuinely care, but yeah. then I realize, oh my god, it's okay to care, but if it doesn't work, doesn't work. You then go, and then you go to another. You know, you keep moving. Yeah, I had trouble with the Pinterest clients because I had a lot of them very like early on, and I very quickly could see who I could actually get results with and who was going nowhere, and I just feel too guilty to take that money. It's not fun if they can't get me good pictures, if they can't be consistent in producing their content. And it just took some experience. It took working with all different personality types, different kind of industries. Like I prefer Pinterest for a creative. I've had mm-hmm. a couple like business coaches and I'm like, I can only take you so far right now on Pinterest with business content. Yeah, yeah because if you're writing a blog, let's say one every two weeks and you do four pins for that one blog. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, like what else there's to promote unless you have, you know, old blogs that you can, yeah. you can optimize. But otherwise, like we depend a lot on the content that they provide. They provide and they, they need to understand that. And that's, I see it now as part of my job to make them understand. So 
before yeah. I started with a Pinterest client, I was like, okay, you're not going to see any results at least in three, four months. It's not like I'm here, I posted two pins, and you're going to be seeing all these referrals just you know, <laughs> raining on you. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah, Pinterest is definitely a long-term game and not everyone has the dedication to like a lot their money toward that and their own time, of course. So I have to tell you something snarky. Yeah. The client that I was telling you that uh, wasn't a good fit, I've seen her in a couple other groups with me and she has tried to reach out and hire more Pinterest people. And she'll say like, I'm a little, like I think they're a little disses at me. I'm not really sure. But I still had access to her Google Analytics. So I went in there. This was like two years ago. I went in there and I was like, oh, look, all of my pins are bringing you a shit ton of traffic. She kept saying, I need someone who actually has strategy. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I gave her the keys to the castle there, but I was just kind of chuckling. And that's the beautiful thing about Pinterest is that like lives on. Like it just yeah. snowballs from there. And so like my work that, you know, I used to charge $10 an hour to do Pinterest, like back in 2013, I didn't know what I was doing. But like all of that work, I still see pins for that client, like bringing her leads, bringing her money. And I'm like, I should have been charging more from the get go. I didn't realize how much value I was creating, you know? And you know, what's amazing too, that you have those old pins that bring the traffic and then they don't see that this is what the people is consuming. Why, you know, it's such a source of information of what they want. Yeah. Why are you going to now I want to do this? I'm like, why? If they're telling you that this is what I want, why are you going to go in another direction? It's interesting. But again, this is not a conversation I could have with them, with my Etsy client. It took me the practice. It took getting my hands dirty to be able to now say, okay, this is what I want. Yeah. I had tried everything out of the course. I think I have tried every single thing. Everything. What do you like? What do you like? Well, I like, um, which is I think, or finally, because remember, I think we have the, this conversation before, like, what are you going to niche down? Like, I don't know. Like, there's people that has their vision so clear and then I admire them. You know, there's Mary Lee who knows she was to be a copywriter or right. Heather that knows she liked design. You ask Claudia, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. I like everything. So it was so hard for me to know how to niche down. And I just went the easiest way around. Okay, I'm going to try every single flavor. And then I'm going to start dumping the ones I don't like. And that's what I did. I, I had done everything that you can imagine. I had done SEO. I had done blogging. I had done Pinterest, which I still do. Video editing, which I enjoy more than I thought I would. I had done launches, email scheduling, social media scheduling. I had tried everything. And now I can start saying, okay, this is what I don't like. I don't enjoy a lot of copywriting. Even when I had the side, I didn't like copywriting. I did take the course with Michelle. Because I still need it for my pin descriptions and for the meta descriptions and all that stuff. I don't enjoy copywriting. I don't enjoy social media. Like, if you want to write it, and especially I'm all in. But don't make me. I couldn't do this engagement. Like, texting other people, responding messages, pretending I was the the owner. I had a hard time channeling their inner voice. Really had a hard time. So, like, okay, this I didn't enjoy. So, I'm enjoying the bookkeeping, which, you know, I've been doing. Yeah. And I, I still enjoy my Pinterest and I'm enjoying project management. Good. So, I can see that. I, yes. Which I thought, you know, with the MBA, I thought I was going to be more artistic. And I realized that, you know, the bookkeeping has been fulfilling for me because it's so straightforward. You know, there's no way around it. You know, the, the accounts are balanced or they're not. 
And I enjoy that satisfaction of knowing that a phrase balance, like I can see the result right in my head instead of like going for a campaign that we'll see if it works, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I get that comfort of numbers. So those are the things that I enjoy. But I did try every single flavor and <laughs> of virtual work, everything. I have too, which is why it's all in the crash course. For the record though, I want to say, I do not teach bookkeeping. Claudia came with those skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of small business owners need what I say all the time is a unicorn to kind of help them out, like someone to be their sidekick and just help them get stuff done. So bookkeeping is the first thing that I got help with in my own business. And I have yes. a unicorn too. I have Deb on my team. I don't know if you know this, but she helps in bookkeeping. Yeah, I know you owner, And she does copywriting and she does a lot of other things too. But I'm just telling you all out there, you can be any mix of things that you want to. And because my first bookkeeping client, they didn't hire me for bookkeeping. They hired me for email marketing and some other stuff. And then during a conversation with them, they were like, oh, we really need help with the books. And they were just, you know, venting. I'm like, I can't do your bookkeeping. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah. So I ended up doing their bookkeeping, <laughs> but it's not what I was, I started with. So you can start with a job that has many tasks. And then as you get part of the team and you have the place in there, you can clearly say, you know what, I'm going to keep this. And what about we delegate this? I mean, it comes with, with the time and experience again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. So can you elaborate on the project management side of things? Like what does that look like in an online business? What are you doing? Because knowing what I know now and knowing you, like I could have told you that. But I think you like went through that journey. So now you can step into that upper level manager role, but tell everyone what that means and what you do. Let's talk a small project, a webinar. That's a small project, you know? So what I will do is do, you know, the different stages, set up the deadlines and then write down, okay, for this very stage, which I, you know, I told my, my client, okay, for this stage, we're going to need this, this done, this done, and this done. Out of these three, one and two fall into you, three fall into me. It's breaking it down into small digestible pieces and find all the constraints in each piece. You know, time constraints, money constraints, uh, technology constraints, and then determine who figure out the constraint. You know, many of the tech stuff fell into me, many of the promotion fell into her. And then after we set up a timeline, it's like, okay, by this day, we need to be here and this needs to be done. 
And then saying, okay, this task we can do in different orders. This needs to be in this order because second one depends out of one, et cetera. So I, I enjoy that big map picture, you know, like just seeing this whole thing from beginning to end and figure out how to get it done. It works like that for, you know, this was just an example of a launch, but a lot of people need that for, even for the whole thing. Okay. How do you connect email marketing with social media and who has social media? Is it affecting the email marketing and connecting it? Like, you know, like making these little lines. I remember when I was in engineering school, they made us do these circles for projects and then you will make a line to connect them. And then there will be different colors to see if these were related activities or they were not related to see what will affect who. That way, if this one is affected by that prior activity, I get to you know, keep this person in line and say, if you don't finish, then this person gets affected. Yeah. So it's interesting trying to put stuff together. Yeah, running a big household. <laughs> it's like getting all the kids and line and getting all the texts completed. Yeah. Just to explain this more, like in my own business, like when I record a podcast, who does it go to next? Like what's involved? And sometimes things can branch off and people can do their own separate things. Sometimes it has to come back together for like mm-hmm. the final email or, you know, like it's a workflow and it it's, it's like a repeatable project, but this can be also in like a one-time thing. Like Claudia was talking about like a launch at some point when you start involving other contractors in there and like you're managing the other contractors, like maybe your client needs help with a website redesign and you're the one, you know, I don't know, checking in and Mm -hmm. making sure people are meeting their things and the business owner doesn't want to manage all of that. You know, they they don't, they don't. And then for instance, a lot of people overlook the importance of procedures you know, it's like, okay, this needs to be done this way. So that's when going back to example of the, of the launch of the webinar we did, I wrote out the procedure. So by the time we did it the second time, we had a roadmap. Okay, this is how we're going to do it. And so a lot of times is you bring out the new people on the team and it's a waste of time from the beginning. And like, I'm going to explain you how to do it. I mean, yes, you can help them if they have it, but if you have everything written down, it's just following the procedure. Or one of your team members goes on vacation and you say, please step forward and you do it. And they have no idea what to do it. You know, you have a procedure. So that for me goes as part of the project management. Okay. What are the procedures that we repeat all the time? They need to be written out. Yes. They need to be created and then used by everybody. The most straightforward example I had is one time that I was scheduling an email and they told me the tags. I didn't know what the tags meant. You know, like we got to send it to these people, but the tags had different titles. So I thought I was sending it to the people that we needed to send it. So whoever created an attack meant something else. So I was like, okay, we need a procedure that says who's this tag, because it's like, for example, prospective clients, new prospective clients, prospective clients too. I'm like, okay, who's one, who's two, who's prospective, who's new, you know, and just very simple that a very simple thing that will, you know, save time and give you productivity. You know, it's not mine, really. If I know what I'm doing, if I know that we are speaking the same language, I mean, who doesn't know that? 
Yes. yes. There's too much room for misinterpretation because you're like, what did she mean when she created this tag? Because like I could mean it to be other things. And yes. oh. when you brought that up, I was looking at some of my email tags this morning and I was like, oh, we have some duplicates that probably came with a little typo. I'm like, I got to clean all that out because mm -hmm. we added extra time because I'm like, well, I might as well add that one and that one. And trying to like you know cover my bases here and i was like okay side note i need to revisit that because I, I started off organized there but business owners need somebody like this with your type of brain to organize it and be thinking like how do the pieces go together and how can we like reduce costs reduce time not make mistakes and you're already sounds like operating at like an online business manager level when you get into all Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I've been looking into getting that certification uh, from Natalie. Is it Greenwich? Yeah. I've been really looking into it. I'm like, oh, I just don't know if I have the time right now. But yeah, we really want to get into deeper into that. I can see there's some stuff that I don't know yet, but yeah, I really want to get into that. So how many clients do you have right now? Right now I have four and one that comes and goes depending on the projects. Okay. So how many hours a week is that for you? It varies depending on what we're doing, but anywhere from, I will say maybe around 20 in the okay. max. So please tell me your hourly rate is not $15 an hour anymore. No, I'm doing 35, I think. Oh, yeah. love it. So you went from $14 an hour to 35. Yes. Double, more mm -hmm. than double. Yes. If I were to do, 20 hours a week, I will be making the same money that if I were still a property manager working 40 hours. What does yeah. your husband say about this? How he likes it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's fine with it, you know, like, and, and it's different when, because I'm kind of like, save a lot of what I make. And, you know, with what I make as a VA, I pay, of course, my VA costs, Zoom and Canva and all this stuff. But it, it was fun the first time we're like, where we are, we need a well. So a well broke. And I was like, man, it's five thousand dollars for the well. I have them. You know, so, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have them. So it was nice. It was nice. Okay. You have yeah. the extra money to take care of emergencies. <laughs> yes. I mean, so for me it has been like if I want to really get more hours, probably of course I can. But it has been nice to be able to balance the kids and the house you know that i have two people with COVID right now at the house it's being like can you imagine me working at an office i, I wouldn't be able to no I uh, did you tell your clients that your family is sick or did you have to like even tell them that or like be skipping a beat okay I'm well sorry. they know because i share it because kind of like we were just kind of like oh my goodness i've been busy but it hasn't affected me yet okay. you know because after i deliver breakfast they're in the room so I <laughs> work there's really not much i can do yeah you know and then i just need to that i, I gotta deliver lunch and keep checking their temperature but it, it gives me the time to work and for my pinterest clients again i do most of the work in bulk so yeah. i don't have to sit and do it every single day i do love that about pinterest you can set it and forget it and you can work ahead yes so i love it it gave me a lot of flexibility when i was a stay-at-home mom with a couple kids. yeah because that's my first number one tip if I needed to tell someone who wants to type Pinterest. Like, do not take a client that doesn't have table one tailwind. Because otherwise you have to Pinterest have their own scheduling now, but it's not as yeah. complete as yeah. Tailwind. So they I wouldn't say now these days a client that doesn't want to pay for Tailwind. Like, no. 
No, that's so smart. Okay. So I have a couple of questions for you. What have you learned about yourself during your freelancer journey? Because you've, you've been through a lot, girl. <laughs> Moving, living on mm -hmm. a couple like cranky clients at the beginning. Not cranky. That's not the right word. Just baby, baby business owners. <laughs> yeah. I have really learned that I am more capable than I was giving credit for. I was very concerned about not having the experience because that's what I had learned from working in a regular office, that I was going to be evaluated because I didn't have this experience. But every single task that I have tried has been new for me, and I make it happen. <laughs> I make it happen. So I'm like, okay. But I also have learned that if this virtual work is not only like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns, you know, there's work involved. And if you're going to do it, you got to be serious about it because there's people expecting results. There's deadlines to meet, you know, so yeah. earn my money. I really do not just charge and do nothing. I, I just can't do that. So yes, I've learned that it needs some discipline if you want to do it. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I was talking with a business owner and they were talking about how they hired a VA. They were supposed to start Monday. It was, was not one of our people, by the way. And then Monday comes around and nothing, nothing. This is not like a get rich quick type of work. Like you have to show up, you have to do the work. You don't just get to work. I know we talk about freedom, but it's not just when you want to, you still have to make sure that work is done. And it makes this will happen. I mean, we're all humans, something, yeah. you know, oh man, I forgot to put that in. But communication is key, you know, like talk to the client, like, you know, this won't happen again. I'm sorry something happened, but you do have to do the work. It needs to be done. I just try to be, I don't like overpromising. And so, especially in deadlines, if I get it done earlier, then great. But I don't like saying, oh yeah, it's going to be tomorrow. And I'm like, no, give you a buffer. And which is the other thing that I don't, I have learned now with clients. There, there are clients who want something and they want it for tomorrow. And then you can say, no. No, if, if you really need my help, I can do it by such day instead. Because yeah. I have learned the hard way about just trying to be helpful and just being stuck in this position when it's midnight and like it's doing 15 minutes and I'm like typing like crazy and you know, figure out what WordPress is not, you know, saving my changes. And I was like, <laughs> you cannot make their lack of planning your yes. problem and i've been caught in that just like not meaning to like oh yeah I, I will get that done for you tomorrow and then like stuff happens like kids sick i didn't quite have the time and i'm like ooh, i should never have said that i just said i should have said soon <laughs> yeah you know and, and that's what i now include if i had to write a procedure for someone i had to include that which i did with a webinar i helped with i was like okay if you want to do another one this is when we have to start you know and this is when i need your copywriting done you know, there's this is it because they're never gonna say yes. It was mea culpa. It's always the VA that you know. So I'm like, but if I give you a, a deadline and you didn't meet it, I'm not gonna go and point fingers. But say, look, this is the plan, and if we're not following. It's just not gonna work. Yeah, yeah, it's just not gonna work. That's what they're for. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh. you know what we gotta follow. I love seeing you like your growth in this area and I have. Really, yeah. yeah it was hard and still is but it's you know that I, I had to realize that this people pleasing personality you know is like oh it, it is good but it doesn't work all the time I yeah. need to put my food sometimes and say yeah this is not gonna work so let me ask you this I don't know if I have like what made you say I'm gonna do the course I'm gonna go all in like what was that 
Like, what was that tipping point for you? Well, I just didn't want to start all over again in a way, like in a new job. I wanted it, but at the same time, no. And then so when we did this living in the boat and the cruising and then this long road trip, I enjoyed the flexibility of owning my time. So I was like, oh, it's hard to let go now to know that I got to go back to wake up at six to be there in a place at eight. And by the time I started looking for jobs, I already had clients. I'm like, why am I going to go to get $12 an hour in a starting job if I can make $12 an hour or 15 at that time at my house? I just couldn't let it go. I couldn't let go of the freedom and the control that I had over my life. When I was in a regular job, I had a child with special needs, you know, and then it was always a struggle because, you know, there was therapies and appointments and she had a health care. And it was tough to go and I got to take another day off. And to this day, they still call me from school. Like, I'm just not having a good day. Can you come and pick it up? I'm like, what would I do if I were in an office? I mean, come on, I can just go pick up my kid because she's not behaving, you know? Um, <laughs> so for me, it was, it was that. I mean, okay, I, I want control. I want to be able to control uh, my time and my freedom and my vacations, you know? So I think that's why I ended up convincing me that, you know, a nine to five was not going to be what I wanted to do in this new, you know, stage of my life. <laughs> yeah. so, I remember you wanting to sign up and like, I hadn't pushed it at all. And I was like, oh my God, we'd be so good at this. I was so excited for you, but this is the perfect kind of work because you can take it on a boat. If you have Wi-Fi or yes. you know, some things you can do on a boat, you're not dealing with Miami traffic. Like just think about all the time you lost. And then girl, I remember you fighting off a snake. I know. <laughs> you know I was like, how do I put that in my resume? Snake, you know, snake domain or I don't know how do you call it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I did all of the stuff and I was like, oh man, it's yeah. hard. And then, you know, I battled the snakes and I was still recommended for my high school dropout boss. I'm like, what? Yes. You know, so I was like, no, I, I was done with that. I was, yeah. I was really done. I needed to have more control in what I wanted to do. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't know if I ever told you that. I was scared about the investment. You know, I quit my job and I'm like, okay, I don't know, I'm going to spend this money in this course. It's actually going to work. I was not sure if it was going to pay back the investment. Yeah. Until then, every time someone say working from home, I just only had the idea of call centers, you know, people in call centers. And I'm like, what do you mean working from home, if, you know, customer service or call center? I mean, I had no idea about all the stuff that are out there. So I was afraid of like spending the money and then just never making anything out of it. So you got in early with me when I was just starting and I've been increasing the price and you've seen me increasing the price, changing my offer. And I'm, I haven't really told you this, but we're going back to live launching the mm-hmm. price is going to go up again, which means I will do what I say. And we're going to mix up the offer a little bit with a little bit more implementation, you know, some extra discovery call training, stuff like that. So That's we're going to nice. the mm-hmm. offer. Yeah. So, but what would you say to our dear friend, Christy, who <laughs> Christy. Christy texted me the other day because she wasn't part of book club. Did she move by then? No, she was not in the book club. She, yeah, she had yes. moved. She had moved. So she said to me yesterday, I kid you not. She's like, I wish I would have joined when Claudia did. Mm-hmm. What would like, what would you say to somebody who's like listening, thinking like, maybe I should do it. Like, how would you encourage them to just go for it? 
it sounds cliche, but just do it. It has paid off many times for what I invested on it. My hesitation was because I didn't know that there was opportunities to use it and work on it. And I'm telling you, there are tons of opportunities to work. And you get to set the rules. So in Chris's case with four kids, I will do a few hours a week, maybe a Pinterest client. Mm-hmm. And you still get to enjoy your kids. You get to enjoy your family. You have the freedom for doctor's appointments. But uh, it's worth the investment. You're going to work as much as you want or as little as you want. If you need to replace a current job, you're going to have to work a lot at the beginning. And in my case, I got, there was a time where I had like eight clients to try to make up the income. And then as my rate goes up, I'm like, okay, I don't have to have 10 clients at $10 an hour. I can have, you know, three at 30. So it needs to be done. You just jump in, really jump in. The opportunities are out there. But it's not going to be, you know, it's okay. It, it takes work, but it will, your business will go whatever you take it. Yeah. Really. Yes. Where do you see your business going? Well, I'm looking into like completely niching down for real. Like, right. I, and finally, because I remember we had the virtual cocktail hour. I remember how you call it. And I say, I'm going to have my website. And I never did it. But I'm like, okay, now I've got to set up something very simple. It has to be simple. I've been looking into different options that he has to, you know, maybe just like a landing page with a list of my services and how to contact me. But yeah. that's what I've seen. I'm niching down to two or three services and, you know, just focusing on that. I am over with with the clients that are all over the place. And so I want to also yeah. go more established clients, you know, like someone who tells me this is what I want. This is what I need help with. Yeah. And that they have a direct sense of direction. And I would so, like to see you up level your job title. Now that you've gotten your hands doing all of the little things, yeah. like manager level, we were talking about this yesterday in the group, like operations, using that in your head. And you can still do a mix of the work because some of the clients we're getting business owners, they still need help, but you can have that like high level view. I see that that's where you're yeah, I, and I'm, I'm kind of like going that way, you know, and I kind of job the trying to keep up with the industry because everything has changed so much. So I kind of like still having my hands into, you know, to stay up to date with the Pinterest, with the Facebook, what's going on here and what is the new algorithm. And I was just looking into the news, forget about the whole blackout. I was listening into the news about this whistleblower in Facebook. And I was like, okay. And I started wondering, okay, how rules are going to change now? I mean, what is it coming? You know, what's going to happen after this? So it's interesting to try to keep up with that. And that's what I kind of like, maybe that's what I keep my Pinterest clients and stuff. But I want to still be in, in the know, but yes, I definitely looking into more, you know, more like an operation manager's type. Yeah. I mean, I do the same, by the way. I think some of you know that I still have one Pinterest client, like, cause I, I want to be in the know too. And I totally watched that whistleblower thing yesterday while I was holding clothes. And I'm like telling the kids to shush. And the thing that stuck out to me was how the algorithm favors like pain did I, i'm not quite sure how they worded it but they were just saying like the negative news is favored in the algorithm and i'm like oh man my like happy copywriting where i'm trying not to make people feel bad <laughs> right now it's like i say it was so interesting for me and i was like what is going to happen what what is this going to change and that is uh, it's a double, you know double-edged sword it's exciting but at the same time it's like man if you don't keep up you're left behind these things yeah. very very fast yeah. Um, and it can be a challenge to keep up with everything, but I find it exciting. I'm like, okay, what is new now? I work on Facebook all the time. I just like to know. 
because even when if I am a project manager, I mean, there's going to be a Facebook person. I don't want Fudin to be talking in, you know, Chinese to me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I need to know what's going on. I don't think you could get hired as a project manager, online business manager, digital business manager, affiliate manager, any of those positions without having actual digital marketing knowledge and experience. Like, I, I don't know anyone who would want to hire someone who doesn't get the online world. So I yeah. feel like a rite of passage to do what you did. And yeah. people might be able to cut up a little bit sooner. Maybe they left out with some clients. Thinking about Allison in our group, she's in the same situation, military. Special needs daughter. She needed to be at home and be flexible for her. But she had gotten with a couple of clients early who are successful and they've like brought her up with them. And so she yes. was that they want her to do salary, you know, stop clocking in and out. And it's amazing. No marketing degree. I mean, there's a, there was a little bit of that like luck factor in there, but like no one could just jump in and do what she did without like that time. So yes. and the journey is gonna be different for everybody, you know. Like there's some people that in her case that got lucky with a good client. I mean, yeah. I have to go through a a long change of so so to yeah. learn the stuff that I have. And again, it probably was a little bit of my fault in the sense that I didn't need sound earlier, I was not so clear on what I wanted to do. I tried everything, and yeah. that comes with a mix of clients. But that's gonna make you a badass designer. I don't feel bad about that, you know, like, and it doesn't have to make feel anybody bad. I mean, I was like, man, and I'm not, what's wrong with me that I know, I don't know what to meet down to. Like, it's not bad. I mean, in the big picture, two years to finally, you know, find my niche, it's not really like centuries. It's not that bad. And then I have learned so much, so, so yeah. much. It has been a great investment in my sense of my time. You go to this uh, discovery calls, and even when they're hiring you for email marketing, you know, something else will come up. And man, I feel great when I say, oh, yeah, I know about that, you know, and, and I can give them a direction even when I'm not applying for that. And even when I'm not going to be doing it, I'm like, oh, OK, look, you can do that. And that is important because it connects to what I'm going to be doing this way. Yeah, um, and it makes you invaluable. That makes somebody want to hire you because you get it. See, I love it. You know, like when they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. When they say that kind of stuff, like, oh, that's a great idea. It's just like, mm. yeah, it feels like awesome. my soul. <laughs> I have to speak to this for a second that you're talking about like staying in the know. And that's why we have our communities. We have our work group. We have this group here so we can help each other because it is too much. It's so, and then you can't stop unseeing it, but just it having people being able to bring nuggets back to you or just yesterday in the group, somebody was posting about like a tech tool to help with some lead generation. I'm like, that's so helpful to skip ahead and not have to figure it the hard way, but like have yes. a community. If you're a freelancer. You need a community to get ahead. Because, yeah. you know, we all have our, you know, our strong suits. So yeah. it's fulfilling to put that question about, you know, tech and then see Heather popping out. You know, I hope yeah. you're in Heather, Heather yeah. you know, or saying an SEO question in Tabata, giving me an opinion, like, okay, I trust Tabata, you know, about SEO. Yeah. So it's been good. It's been good right. because there's so much information online that I don't, I don't have the time to filter what's good and what's bad. So when it's coming from the people who's doing it and knows, it's a time saver. Okay, yeah. I'm going to answer right away. Yeah. Right, so Love that. It is a time saver. I'm like, I don't want time to be. You know, I don't want to go down. Lots about it. 
don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I just want somebody who knows what's going on. Fill me in. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that, that, you know, like there's a community to help there. And then just to say, I had a great day today. I had a shitty day today. You know, it's, <laughs> it's people who have been in your shoes. So it's valuable, very valuable. That support system. That's so awesome. Well, this has been so fun chatting with you and like sharing your story and just to see you go from, you know, I just remember you like kind of like having that crisis, like, what am I going to do? Like we're moving again. And to see you like happy living where you want to having a balanced life, like moving yeah. up the ladder. I'm just so proud Thank of you. you. I mean, I, I haven't regretted a day out of this journey for real. And there's a lot more. I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement that I, I can see that I know that I need to improve. And so, but it's just part of this whole <laughs> being a VA. I don't have a problem with being a VA. I like the name. I know you don't like it, but <laughs> yeah. I got to differentiate a little bit. Uh, like we'll figure it out. But I mean, that's what <laughs> clients call us. They come to us and they, that's they, what they call us. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Bother me for a while. I was like, whatever. I don't know what that is, but I'm just gonna keep doing my work. And then, yes, now that I mean, just, how, just how they call it. But yes, it's, it includes so much more, yeah. so much more. And then, you know, if someone were to be thinking about, I'm like, there's a lot of opportunities, and they're not. They're easy jobs. They're more complicated jobs. So don't get scared because you know you don't know how to do affiliate marketing. You don't have to start with that. You can start with something more simple like. I don't know, mailbox management, you know, I don't, I don't even know how, but I mean, everybody has an email, everybody knows how to like, so there's yeah. people who need help with that. They yeah. just need the time to do something else and they need someone who keeps an eye on their email. And so, you just need to get your foot in the door. Just need to get your foot in the door and then yeah. next you know that you're moving up the ladder. Yeah. And in that way, there's no difference from a nine to five work. You yeah. gotta get there in this, so, you know, prove your worth and then Take it from there. I love it. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Yes, I do it in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I will see you in a couple weeks. We're yes. getting So yeah, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward. Okay, bye, girl. Thank you so much. Bye, bye. Have a good day, Lily. See you soon. All right. Thanks for joining us today. You can connect with Claudia on Instagram. I've put the link to her account on our show notes. And if you love this episode, I encourage you to join our Facebook group where we are interviewing other freelancers learning digital marketing inside my Facebook group. That link is in the show notes. It's also called Emily's Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant Lab. You can always search for it on Facebook. I'd love to see you there in the next live. And then eventually I do repurpose these over here on the podcast because I am the queen of repurposing. And I also want to get this content into more ears. And I realize sometimes we don't have time to watch the Facebook live, but if it's queued up in our podcast player, we are likely to listen. So while you're here, if you don't mind hitting subscribe, leaving me a rating, a review, I would absolutely love it. And I'd love it if you could tag me on Instagram and let me know what you learned today with Claudia. I would love to know what your takeaways are. All right, I'll see you next week. We're going to be talking to a teacher, PR major, and a mom who was accidentally doing the work and fell into a golden ring client and doing her perfect online gig where she gets to work during school hours. I'll see you then. Bye.
If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. I think, yeah. So, but what would you say? Yeah. 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 This is not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I was going to say standard de- deviation. That's not it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think that would and not be Chrissy. Oh, she might. She, I think she's watching. I know she said she was going to watch. Hi, Chrissy. 